I want to tell you something, and that is operating a food company has been one of the most challenging endeavors of my life. From innovating products that we want to land at the intersection of taste and nutrition, to wrestling with supply chain issues and managing inventory, I have had more sleepless nights in the past three years than I have in the last 30, including the 12 when I was a firefighter. But no one tells you that food is hard. But I also want to say it's because of each of you that we continue to get in the trenches day after day after day. It's in our core values to keep at it, knowing that we are filling a giant void in the market with products that you can't find anywhere else. And this makes it easier for us to climb out of bed each day. I want to thank you for your patience. We are anxiously awaiting the return of our organic pancake and waffle mixes. And we're excited to announce that our Plant Strong milks will be available online later this week, followed soon thereafter by the return of our exciting new burger mixes. Our goal is to be your reliable and trustworthy partner for all things Plant Strong, allowing you to stock up on healthy meals that you can make and enjoy in minutes while still managing your busy lives. I appreciate each and every one of you and want you to know that the effort will be worth it once more brands start to care about the integrity of the nutrition that they're putting into their products. Thank you so much for your support and please stay tuned for exciting updates at planstrong.com. Okay, hello everyone. I'm Rip Esselstyn. This is Jessica Hegarty. Now it's changed since the last time. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about that. Okay. And welcome to another episode of Plan Strong Snackables, where we dish on all things food, the bite size podcast. So let's just dive in. So last episode. Jess, you were getting ready to get married. I was, yeah. And so your last name has changed. You've obviously taken on this wonderful gentleman's last name. Yes, he is. And, and, and so, can you tell us what is what is your full name now? It's going to be. It's not officially changed, but it's going to be Jessica Pastori Hegarty. So I'm scrapping my two middle names and keeping both my last names. I like it. Mm -hmm. And where exactly did you get married? Yes, so here in Austin, Texas, there is a very special restaurant, but it's really more of a community space. Uh, it's, a, it's a sanctuary. Uh, it's a oil-free vegan restaurant. They only serve one meal a day. You either kind of take it or leave it. It's a place called Casa de Luz. So it's, it's well, one meal for dinner, mm -hmm. and they also have lunch, and they also have breakfast. And I've been going there since 19, like 91. It is fantastic. Highly recommend it. If any one of you happen to come to Austin, Texas, Casa de Luz stands for House of Light. And what did you do for like a meal uh, after your wedding? Yeah. So, um, or during the ceremony yeah. at the ceremony. So every guest there got to enjoy. We did a soup that was a Japanese sweet potato soup with a little bit of ginger. 
we did, we asked them for the Sunday meal to do their vegan tacos, which have green beans and mushrooms and avocado with black beans, steamed kale. And I was excitedly telling a lot of my relatives about the meal that they were going to have. And my mom, I kid you not, actually asked, uh, okay, I'm gonna pick up some Chick-fil-A on the way over and bring that there. It's like, no, mom, you can't do that. You gotta try it. And, and she actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sacrilege. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I was there. I got to enjoy <laughs> the meal and it, it, was, it was outstanding. Um, and we so appreciate when we can go out and eat healthy, plant-strong foods. Yeah. And, and not have to think about it. And which brings me to the next topic I'd love to talk about with sure. you, which is, I'm sure you've heard about it, but 11 Madison Park. Oh, yeah. One of the most prestigious, well-known, upscale restaurants really in the world has decided to go all plant-based. And this is, this is big news that a restaurant like 11 Madison Park can be this bold, this creative, this innovative. Um, and so... I actually was so inspired by Chef Daniel and his decision to do this that I actually want to share with you some of his letter. This is a letter that he wrote to his community. And uh, he talks about how the pandemic has basically brought his industry to their knees. And uh, he had to do everything possible just to keep the lights on, to keep a couple employees. And so one of the things he decided to do was to collaborate with this nonprofit organization called Rethink Food. And in doing so, they started preparing close to a million meals for New Yorkers that were experiencing food insecurity. I can't imagine how many there were you know, during this, this crisis. And he said it basically just changed, he ch it changed him like to his soul and what was important and what wasn't important. And he wanted to take some of these learnings and apply them going forward. And so they officially opened on June 10th, 2021. And he says, and I'm gonna quote, when we reopen 11 Madison Park on June 10th, every dinner you purchase will allow us to provide five meals to food insecure New Yorkers. This food is being delivered by 11 Madison trucks, which is operated by our staff in partnership with Rethink Food. So. He says, we've created a circular ecosystem where our guests, our team, and our suppliers all participate. That is so cool. That's an incredible story. And, and it seems like people are really responding to that. I read that their wait list is 15,000 people long. So if you're interested, good luck getting into that place. I don't know uh, when people will be able to actually go there. You better get on the wait list now. Are you going to New York anytime soon? I am. Yeah? I am in the summertime, so I'll see if I can pull some strings. Yeah, good luck, good luck. That would be exciting. I'll see if I can pull some kale. <laughs> um, what he also says here is that we have always operated with sensitivity to the impact we have on our surroundings, but it was becoming ever clearer that the current food system is simply not sustainable in so many ways. And then he goes on to say, it was clear that after everything we all experienced this past year, we couldn't open the same restaurant. And um, with all this in mind, he, Chef Daniel, is excited to share that we've made the decision to serve a plant-based menu in which we do not use any animal products. Every dish is made from vegetables, 
both from the earth and the sea, as well as fruits, legumes, fungi, grains, and so much more. And then this decision was inspired by the challenge to get to know our ingredients more deeply and to push ourselves uh, creatively. It wasn't clear from the onset where we would end up. We promised ourselves that we would only change direction if the experience would be as memorable as before. And that kind of reminds me of all the things that we're doing with with Plant Strong Foods. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chef Daniel. Um, I just think about the exposure and the awareness that they're creating in the area. Sea vegetables. I would love to try a Michelin star restaurant's version of a sea vegetable dish. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And um, let me just finish here because I have sure. just a couple more things I want to say here. Yeah. Um, he says, we asked ourselves, what are the most delicious aspects of our dishes and how can we achieve the same level of flavor and texture without the meat? And what at first felt limiting began to feel freeing and we are only scratching the surface. And it is so true. You know, when you think about it, 99% of the food on planet Earth comes from plants and 1% comes from animals and animal byproducts. And we're so honed in on this 1% as a culture and a society that we just can't take off our blinders. And so what I love is that Chef Daniel is, has the bravery and the courage to take off the blinders, and now he's realizing what we have known for a long time is that this is a very vast and abundant world that's out there. So he says, all this has given us the confidence to reinvent what fine dining can be. It makes us believe that this is a risk worth taking. And then I'll just finish with this. It is time to redefine luxury as an experience that serves a higher purpose and maintains a genuine connection to the community. A restaurant experience is about more than what's on the plate. We are thrilled to share the incredible possibilities of plant-based cuisine while deepening our connection to our homes, both our city and our planet. I believe that the most exciting time in restaurants is yet to come with love and gratitude, Chef Daniel. So I am so inspired by Chef Daniel and what he's doing at 11 Madison Park that I, we will be putting this whole letter of his in the show notes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. If you're out there, <laughs> thank you, Chef Daniel. That is truly inspiring. Thanks for sharing yeah. that, Reb. Another thing that's inspiring me, inspiring me right now and my whole family, and you've heard me talk about it with some of the other members of the team, we have the Olympic trials going on right now. In, in, in swimming, track and field is gonna be starting soon, the Paralympics. Um, I love this time of, of the year, every four years. And the swimming's going on right now, and I see these commercials. This is on NBC, mind you, on NBC. And I saw a commercial for Incognito, right? It's another plant-based you know, meat that's out there that's trying to break into this industry. That's what a great, think? great name. Is, First impressions, it? great name. I love that. Yes. It's very, very creative. Of very that. creative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder uh, who's the parent company behind that, I wonder. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Yes. I wonder if it's like Hormel or Tyson or some, little, some, somebody little. branching into plant-based foods because that could be really exciting if it's one of those major industry players. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to look that up. Yeah. So we are we are kind of in in the midst of summer right now aren't we we are oh my gosh it's 100 degrees outside it's so warm <laughs> and so what i'd love to talk about right now you and i are both 
pretty active. What are you doing these days to be active? And I know that you've got a little a little bun in the uh, in the oven. I do. I've got a, an oil-free, plant-based, <laughs> whole food, date-sweetened bun in the oven. That's right. Um, so I've been taking it a little bit easier, but what I love to do is dance. And so I've been doing a lot of Zumba classes where I'm modifying, not doing jumping jacks. Uh, but dance is such a huge part of my life, so I've been keeping up with that. And you, of course, have been doing... Uh, swimming. Yep, no surprise. <laughs> yeah, a lot of swimming, mountain biking. Uh, yeah, that's about it. But so what are you doing? Like, so I'm sure that your, your, um, oh, your cravings, oh, your yeah. appetite has increased. Yeah. What are you doing to fuel yourself besides breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Well, I would, I would say fruit is definitely something that I'm always interested in. And being summertime, I've been really into the stone fruits. It's stone fruit season, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nectarines, been doing a lot of black plums, um, and then cherries, of course. And not just the the dark cherries, but the Rainier cherries. Have you tried those? Oh, I love them. They're incredible. Yeah. They're incredible. Don't do the calculation. I think a bag of cherries is like 10 bucks. And I am afraid to count how many are actually in there because I think they're like 35 cents each. So when you enjoy them, I mean, talk about luxury. When you enjoy them, don't do the math. Don't yeah. do the math. I wonder if Chef Daniel has a Rainier cherry dish on Ooh. his menu. Oh, he should. I he, bet he does. I bet he does. This this time of year, I bet he does. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I think of, when I think of summer and fruit, I think of peaches. Mm -hmm. I think of nectarines. I think of plums. Definitely cherries uh, right there. Um, what? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, have you heard? So we've also been doing a lot of melons, like watermelon, honeydew, of course. And then literally this week, I learned of something called the sugar cube melon. It's like huh. the most delicious cantaloupe you've ever tasted in your entire life times five. It's It tastes to me like a tropical Skittle. I don't know if you ever ate those in your entire life, but for those of you who have tried tropical Skittles, that's what this melon tastes like. It's amazing. If you no. find one, buy it. Do you, do you have one to show us what I'm it looks so like? I'm so sorry. No, they don't last long in our house, oh. but it looks like a cantaloupe. It looks like a cantaloupe. Is what no, the thing about Skittles is I've, I've tried Skittles, you know, growing up and stuff, and I always felt like I was getting cavities right when I was mm -hmm. eating them, and I don't, like, I don't like candy that sticks to my teeth. And, and I've never liked hard candies or soft candies like that. So never been a fan of the Skittles. But I'll try this melon. Okay, you should. Yeah, be on the lookout. Go, go home with them. Yeah, and then one of the things that we've been gobbling up um, this summer are the, I think these are called champagne mangoes, Ooh. right? Mm -hmm. And I find these, these just are consistently, um, they don't have brown spots. You, you, they have a nice, you know, that you, you can press them to know when they're just about the, the perfect ripeness to eat. Mm -hmm. And I had these guys over, they stayed with me for two days recently, Robbie Barbero and Cyrus Kambada. I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm butchering his last name. And these guys, they are like the mastering diabetes gurus. They're also type one diabetics and they're also practically fruititarians. And so we had a bunch of these in the house and I was able to show them a way to eat these that they were like, wow, we're never going to eat these kind of mangoes any other way. And so I'm going to share this with you, Jess, right now. Great. And then all of you. So we're just going to kind of cut along that seed, right? So two of these slices like so. 
And then I want you to take that. Okay. We're going to get our hands a little dirty, and that's okay. why I've, I've given you a little, okay? Thank you. Now what we do is we kind of put our thumbs up near the top mm-hmm. and just get it started, and then you literally just peel it back. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's okay? coming right off. See, how, see that right there? Yeah. And then peel it back. Nice. Okay. And now... You got, oh, wow. Awesome. Yep. Yep. You're, okay. uh, yep, yep. you're not quite as uh, nuanced with this as yeah, I am. Yeah, it, it takes a finesse. There's a finesse. But what I love there about this go. is now you eat it, and it's so substantial. It's not like when you cube it, you know, the way Martha Stewart does or this. And I love to, when I'm eating fruit, I don't mind getting messy. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. mind my hands getting dirty. I don't mind it dribbling down my chin. It's like a mango... Mm. Popsicle almost. I'd put it in the fridge. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it a cold. great idea. Mm. I, I didn't realize how hungry I was either. Uh, yeah, this is great right now. Thank you, Rep. All right. Delicious. So, that's one of my favorite things right now. Also, you were mentioned. You mentioned cherries. I love um, getting frozen cherries and putting like the, the the dark the dark cherries and then putting those in my cereal or my oatmeal. You put them in your cereal. Well, I actually, um, with those frozen dark cherries, I actually, if I don't have ice cubes, I'll use it to cool some sparkling water and maybe put like a splash of juice, like a splash of 100% pomegranate juice. Have a nice little spritzer with those black cherries, and then you get to eat them at the end. Mm, mm, Mm -hmm. Right? Those are so good. Thanks for reminding me. You know, I'm glad you reminded me of that. So. You know, now that it's summertime and it's and it's and it's hot out, and we want something that's very refreshing. There's nothing to me as refreshing as putting in like strawberry slices or maybe a peach or a, something that, as you're drinking your ice cubed cold water, you can also then bite into a little piece of strawberry or cherry or something yes. like that. Yes, yum. That sounds so good yeah. right now. Yeah, mm. summer yum. Summer yum. <laughs> Love it. Summer yummy. Okay. Uh, let's also talk about when I think of summer, especially growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, I also think of campfires, right? And going to camp and s'mores. Oh, and just so you geez. know, my I love s'mores so much that my first the first words out of my mouth as a little human being were more s'more. No way. <laughs> it was true story? True story. Wow. True story. Yeah. Yeah. You cute. Call my mom or dad. That is so me. cute. So more some more. Uh, obviously we don't do the, the you know the non vegan s'mores anymore, but my kids love the s'mores. So as a treat, we do the the vegan marshmallows, we'll do the dark mm-hmm. chocolate and we'll do the the vegan, you know, clean as clean as possible graham crackers. Um, and to me, it's so important that I get that marshmallow perfectly browned, bronze, because I don't want to burn it. And then you get these acrylamides mm-hmm. that are just, you know, you, you read about the acrylamides and how those can be carcinogenic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I see my kids and then when we have neighborhood kids over and they just burn them right like, yeah. like they're black and they're just oh, down. No. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, that's a great point. I I try to be cognizant of how much uh, charred food I'm eating, even if it's vegetables, right? You don't want to get those uh, carcinogens into your body. So that's a great point. I think I've eaten a lot of burnt marshmallows in my days, though. I'm not as I'm not as good at it as you are. Leave it to a former professional file firefighter to, to have a really good technique. There's certain things that I'm extremely patient with. Mm-hmm. One of them is 
creating and building my Rips Pig Bowl in the morning, and the other is making perfectly bronzed marshmallows. Rips a pro. You heard it here. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk about another you know snack that we love, which is popcorn? Yes. Uh, I would absolutely love to. So last week on the podcast, we talked about our granolas, which launched this week and seemed to be very exciting. We also launched our plant strong popcorn. Um, and the beauty of these popcorns is actually in what they don't have, right? They're free from oil, they're free from salt. And the beauty here is that they're a perfect canvas. Uh, and so we want to encourage the community. You know, there are some people who just put a little salt, a little bit of nutritional yeast. Um, but what we want to talk about today are some really creative ways mm. to use this blank canvas and encourage our community to uh, embrace their inner Picasso. Or maybe <laughs> Jackson Pollock is a better example. Um, and, and come up with some really creative ways to, to doctor up this popcorn. Well, um, I am all ears. Okay. <laughs> And, and my mouth is starting to water. Yeah, we, I have a whole bag of tricks over here uh, that I'd love to get into. But first, let me start by asking you, yeah. how do you guys do popcorn in the Esselstyn household? What does your family like to do? So we just, he, obviously, we throw it in the microwave. Mm -hmm. And then we will either do nutritional yeast or we'll do a spritz of low-sodium tamari. Those are pretty much the two the two most popular methods we have right now. I would we need more 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 ideas. Okay, great. You got something for yes, me? Yes, yes. Hopefully this will inspire. So you guys have never done like a movie night trail mix where you're adding in nuts and dried fruit. No. No. Never? No, never even thought about it. Okay. Till, till just a second. What about popcorn on a salad? No. no. It's the thing. There's our whole grains, right? It, it gives it a little bit of crunch. I can appreciate that. Um, well, Rip, last night I found an article on thekitchen.com with some really creative uses for popcorn. Yeah. I've listed five unconventional uh, uh, options here, and I want you to tell me which ones you'd be willing to try okay. and which ones are a bit of a stretch. Okay, so yes, I'd be willing to try it, or no, that's too much well, of a stretch. Well, first let me say... I'll try anything. Okay. Right? But I'll let you know I don't want to try it. It doesn't sound that great, but I will try it. Okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Number one, popcorn granola bars. So these are granola bars made with popcorn, oats, almonds, raisins, date syrup, and sea salt. I'm in. It sounds good, right? Yeah. I want to try that. I want to try that. The recipe's <laughs> online, just FYI. Okay. Popcorn as croutons in soup. And in this version, they did a cashew cauliflower soup with herbed popcorn topping. How does that sound? I'm in. Great. <laughs> Me too. All of these sound delicious so far. Okay. Number three, popcorn cookies. So you've heard of cornflake cookies where you get a little extra crunch mm. by adding in uh, the cereal. Same concept. What do you think? I'm in. I know. I really want to try those, too. Uh, do we have a good uh, plant-strong recipe for, for cookies? I need to look that up and oh, see yeah, if we no. can incorporate popcorn. We've got, we, we've got, I'd say off the top of my head, we got about five. Okay. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that this weekend. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Number four, oatmeal topper. Oatmeal topper? Yep. Yep. I'll tell you right now, I'm not super excited about it because... There's so many other things I love doing on top of my oatmeal, but I'll give it a try. 
Okay, I'm 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 with you on that one. I, I kind of agree there. All right, here's where things get a little bit weird. Last one, number five, popcorn salad. And this is like a cold uh, picnic salad. So the example that I found, they use edamame. They use some diced red pepper. Uh, they used thin sliced scallions, roasted peanuts, and then it's tossed in a light sauce. Mm -hmm. How does that sound? I will say I am in. Yeah? It's much more in than out on that one. Okay, <laughs> great, great. All right, yeah. well, um, I thought those were all really creative. Um, and um, what I really want to talk about today are some creative ways that we actually doctor up the popcorn. So I've never actually done a popcorn salad. I think that's a little bit too weird. Um, but there's a tip that I want to give anybody who's buying these popcorns online needs to come home with one of these things right here. So it's a, a spray bottle. Yeah. I got this one, it's it's blue glass. You can hear me tapping on it. Um, I got this from the aromatherapy department at Whole Foods. We've been using it for hand sanitizer for the past year. I hope I grabbed the right one uh, for, for demo purposes. But what I like about using a spray bottle is you can customize your seasoning and it gives it a really nice, um, even coating, right? A thin amount goes a long way if you're using like a soy sauce or something with higher levels of sodium. It gives this nice dispersed mist mm. and then also kind of makes it a little bit wet so that it picks up any of the seasoning that you add onto it later. So please folks invest in, in one of these um, spray bottles, get yourself a good one and you can really do some amazing about, things. I mean, I, I feel like I've got a bunch of Bragg liquid aminos in spray yeah, bottles. Yeah. You can just reuse that, can't you? Perfect. Yeah. Totally yeah. repurpose that. And even, yeah. I think it's hard to find those Braggs with the spray bottles. If you find them, stock up because yeah. that's I a mean, great thing. This time. looks like something that came from an apothecary. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think that's what they were going for. I think that's yeah. what they were going for. Um, so what I'd like to share with everyone today is, um, so yes, as we talked about, I am expecting and when I say I've been craving chips, it's an understatement. These are like crazy, I'm climbing the walls, craving some potato chips. I kid you not, I actually woke up after having a dream that I was eating potato chips, grinding my teeth. I was dreaming that I was having these potato chips. And of course, I don't wanna put a bunch of fried, oily stuff into my body. I want to nourish my body. So I've been on the lookout. And your baby. And my baby. That's right. I don't want her to have all that oil either. Um, and so I've been looking for chip alternatives, some copycat recipes that still give that crunch for anybody who's craving chips, um, but, but is made with whole grain popcorn, right? Three cups of popcorn count as a day's serving of whole grains, right? Yeah. right? So uh, we want to get that extra fiber. We want to get those whole grains. And so the first one I'm going to talk about, my favorite chip growing up was Lay's salt and vinegar chips. And so what I've got here today in my spray bottle is one part vinegar, one part salt. And so in this bottle is apple cider vinegar. You could of course use uh, white vinegar. That's typically what's used in the Lay's flavoring. Yeah. You could use rice vinegar. You could use red wine vinegar, any combination of vinegars that you'd like. And then for the salt, you could use soy sauce. You could use tamari, which is the gluten-free option. Uh, in this bottle, do you know what I'm using? Do you know what my favorite 
salt alternative is? Have you heard me talk about it? No? No. It's ume plum vinegar. That's what I was gonna guess. Oh, oh good, good. <laughs> Only because I saw the bottle oh. over there. <laughs> so, so I learned about this from Casa de Luz, that amazing restaurant. Yeah. They use ume plum vinegar in all of their salad dressings. It's actually what mm. gives it the sodium. And so uh, since learning their tricks, I've incorporated it. Everything in my house is salted with ume plum vinegar. It's not sour. So don't think vinegar, it's called that, but it's really this, it's like a mild tamari yeah. that uh, has a, an umami flavor to it. It's incredible. Use it for stir fries, use it for soups, oh. use it for sauces. Do you have any idea how many milligrams of sodium there are per tablespoon? Let's, let's check, let's check. So one teaspoon has 420 milligrams of sodium. So it's the same as your uh, soy sauces. Yep. It's, it's, yep. it's the same, yep. but a little bit goes a long way in terms of flavor. Well, and, and that's what I love about the spray bottle. Exactly, Right. exactly. Yep. Um, so are we, are we gonna, gonna try this? Let's try it, yeah, I wanna, I wanna hear what you think. So I'm gonna turn away from the microphone so I don't get any mist there. I'm just gonna spray it. All right, we'll give that a shot. And right. I don't know how you feel about. Um, it's got a nice. It's pink. Little, little pink rosy oh, hue yeah, to it. Oh yeah, that's right. No, I forgot. You can't see it here in the bottle, but uh, ume plum vinegar is this beautiful pinkish or, or purple to color. Wait, or do we? Just... No, go for it. Yeah, let's try it. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that's my favorite. That so kind of jazzes up this naked popcorn yeah the apple cider vinegar mm. i love mm. it one-to-one -one mm. ratio mm. it's it's not too salty it's not too vinegary mm. and it's I, okay it was on, only on the floor for five seconds oh geez <laughs> um i also brought some uh dried dill i don't know if you're interested in like a dill pickle popcorn but i'll try it yeah i want a great great <laughs> i want to add uh herbs and spices to anything that i can so dill, dill pickle popcorn sounds good mm. to me these days what do you think yeah that that it's just a nice, another layer of mm. flavor that, that's in there now. Let's pause the podcast because I just want to snuck on this for a second. Next chip alternative. Hopefully those of us... Should the, I move this out of the way? Yeah, you might want to. I'm going to keep eating okay, it okay, if we okay, don't okay, move it. Okay. Um, hopefully uh, uh, our listeners have abandoned Doritos long ago. Have you ever tried Doritos, Rip? You've tried them, right? I never liked Doritos. Really? Mm -mm. No? No. I think it's because... There was a time I ate a whole bag of Doritos. I got sick, and ever since then, I've never liked them. That's probably probably <laughs> your body trying to tell you something. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still the case, but I know that for a long time, Doritos was adding uh, flex to make their chips look more appetizing. Red and green coloring mm -hmm. that served no purpose, did not contribute to flavor, but just served to give the look and appearance of spices. I think they've since replaced it, um, but nobody wants to be putting that in their body, right? Mm. So um, for those of you who have moved on from, from Doritos but still feel that nostalgic tug, uh, I've got a great uh, popcorn recipe that uh, mimics the Doritos flavor. So it uses nutritional yeast, garlic, onion, cumin, paprika, chili powder, cayenne pepper, and salt. And of course, we will post all of these um, in the show notes so people and, can look it up. Do we get to try that right now? No, I didn't make it up. I'm so oh. sorry, it sounds so good, right? Um, <laughs> we we didn't have any um, chili powder, so. I, I wanted I to revisit my old Dorito cravings that were 
stymied for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring bring that back bring bring that back onto the menu. Um, one thing that I wanted to say about uh, Doritos, I think the Doritos Locos Taco is one of the most ingenious marketing things of all time, right? Why? What, what, what do you find ingenious about it? So um, for those of you who don't know what it is, they partnered, Doritos ta- partnered with Taco Bell to create a taco that was made out of a Dorito. So the shell of the taco is just one giant Dorito. Isn't that a great idea? Mm. It's genius. Mm. They sold more than a million a day when they launched. I mean, this thing was just on fire. So we got to appreciate that. As much as we might not like Doritos, got to appreciate the creativity there. Maybe pl- what, what would Plant Strong's version of a Doritos? We should, should we do a Dorito flavored granola? <laughs> oh my gosh. That'll be our April Fools. That'll be our April Fools no, prank. No, we'll, on the team, we'll say, we've got the best idea for another uh, granola skew. I don't know if it's the pregnancy, but that actually sounds kind of good right now. <laughs> um, all right. So the last uh, copycat chip flavor that I'd like to talk about, I'd love to do a cheddar and onion popcorn. Doesn't that sound great? And of course, we're not going to be using cheddar. We would use... Uh, Nutritional yeast. That's right. Um, So one of the things about nutritional yeast that's important, and I'm sure many people know this, is uh, the most... Let's see. The the Bragg's version, which is the the most uh, popular brand, is actually fortified with B12. And of course, if you're eating a plant-based diet, you want to make sure that you're uh, getting B12 uh, supplements. So this is a great way to do it. Just put it on some popcorn, right? For those that are interested, one serving size is one tablespoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that tablespoon gives you 11 micrograms of B12. Great. And I would also uh, let folks know that if you're buying your nutritional yeast in bulk from the bulk section where you scoop it, make sure that it's fortified with B12. Actually, a lot of the Mm. ones that are sold in bulk sections are not. So just be sure to check. Yeah. Yeah. And our daily requirement for for people that want to know, it's very very low. It's two to three micrograms per day. Great. Wonderful. So for this um, cheddar and onion uh, popcorn. You're going to fill your spray bottle with two parts ume or tamari or soy sauce, one part lemon juice to give that sour flavor that we're looking for. And then you're going to spritz the popcorn and add a sprinkle of onion powder. You could of course use garlic powder as well, maybe some paprika to give it some color. And if you want to go for a smoked cheddar and onion, yeah, yeah. you could use smoked paprika. I think that would be a really great combination. So again, we're going to be posting these recipes, uh, but I really want the community to feel empowered to create their own masterpiece, have the confidence to explore. There's really, the possibilities are endless. You could do wasabi. You could do kelp granules. You could do curry powder. Um, it's kind of hard to think of something that wouldn't work for the popcorn. Any any ideas, Rip? You know, not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that this is just, a, it's a testament, and also to what Chef Daniel said with, you know, 11 Madison Park, how you just we're just scratching the surface. Oh, yeah. The possibilities are absolutely endless, and it's just the, the only limitations are your mind, right? The creativity that that is boundless in each and every one of us. 
Do you have another thing we're going to do? <laughs> well said. Okay, so last one. Last yes. one. So, um, of course, it's not just the salty cravings that are uh, hitting these days. Uh, I'm also looking for something sweet and salty and crunchy and buttery. So I can't think of anything better than caramel corn. Doesn't that sound good right now? Um, so what I've got for you today, Rip. I, now that you mention it, I probably would like a peanut butter. Popcorn. Ooh, interesting. Made that's a really of, creative made, one. Made out of PB2. Yes, right? that's a great idea. So next, <gasps> next, next, next time, let's try it and we'll see see what we think. Rip, I love it. Yeah. I love it. What yeah. would we spray it with to really adhere? We'll have to think of something I to don't spray think I'd it be with. Spraying. You don't need to spray I'd be it. Pouring the PB2. <laughs> yes. For those of you yes. who don't know, there's this dehydrated peanut butter. Yeah. Um, Man, you could add some uh, dried fruits to it. It'd be a PB and J. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, love it. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I know what you could do to um, help the peanut butter stick better. You could use mm. date syrup, which mm. is exactly what we're using in this last example. So what I've got for you uh, today, no, this isn't yellow bird. It's just in a yellow bird hot sauce squeeze tube. Um, it's seven dates blended in a high speed, speed blender with one cup of water that's it uh but i like putting it in the squeeze tube of course because you can you know get are a those, nice drizzle are those medjool dates of course they're medjool dates of course they're i don't medjool. know why i even asked <laughs> from batista um, farms oh no no no, no. Okay. i like to eat those plain those are too <laughs> special they're out for the season they're not coming back till september yeah what are we gonna do All the pain the oh pain. the pain um so what i've got here today i'm gonna drizzle some of this date syrup uh onto the popcorn kind of do this in a sweet direction and you doesn't that look amazing? Yes. Doesn't that look absolutely delicious? Oh yes, my it gosh! Does. It looks nice. So with this date syrup, you could also add a little bit of cinnamon. You could add some cocoa powder. You could add a little cayenne pepper if you want to, and do like a Mayan chocolate wow. or a spiced nut, yeah. right? Um, Let the creativity juices flow. Let it flow. Yeah, but. Again, you know, we, we talked about dates just briefly on the last ah. podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, date sweetened popcorn down. Um, we talked about dates on the last podcast, mm -hmm. and we forgot to touch on my favorite facts about dates. So they're incredibly nutritious. Gram for gram, they have more fiber than broccoli, blueberries, some varieties of beans. We talk about the importance of fiber all the time, right? We're friends with Dr. B, the author of Fiber Fueled, yep. right? Fiber is so important. So uh, dates are a really good source for fiber. They are also mineral rich. So they contain- A um, bunch of potassium. Bunch of potassium, more than uh, bananas yep. even. Uh, and they also have uh, magnesium and copper. And then uh, most exciting for me, studies show that pregnant women who consume six dates a day in their last month of pregnancy significantly reduce their risk of uh, postpartum hemorrhaging. But most incredibly, they shorten their labor time by an average of six to seven hours. So you don't have to twist my arm. I will be eating six dates a day. Probably even so longer. <laughs> where, do you know where this study came from? Is it reliable? Yes, it is. So I actually, of course, uh, looked this up on nutritionfacts.org. Yeah. They uh, linked me to this study that came out in 2011. It's called The Effect of Late Pregnancy Consumption of Date Fruit on Labor and Delivery. Wow. Yeah. So those that are expecting, 
Go grab yourself some dates. Oh my gosh, Plant Strong community. <laughs> Do you know a pregnant lady? Yeah. Send her some medjool dates and instruct her to eat um, some every in, in the days leading up to her delivery. I don't I don't know how it's not a thing for baby showers, yeah. like a fancy yeah. box of of dates. We could call it due dates. But do, this do, is do Plant Strong's this is Plant Strong's next That's product. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, get a subscription to Batista Farms, yes, Jewel Dates. That's what every pregnant lady wants. Oh she doesn't gosh. know it yet, but that's what she wants. Um, you know, the, the power of plants knows no boundaries. Truly. Truly. So before we close out um, our bite sized podcast, sorry, we went a little over today, um, is so you've taken on. Evan's last name. Mm-hmm, I have. Yeah. And so why did you decide to do that? Um, it, I, it just felt right. Yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason. Uh, his family's amazing, so yeah. I, I get to be a Hegarty now. That's really <laughs> special to me. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, Rip. Yeah, yeah. So, Jess, thank you. Love all the, uh, the great ideas, and it's been a, a great episode. It was awesome. Thanks, Rip. Talk to you soon. Plan strong.